Shall we pray? The Most High God, the one who sits between the cherubims, and the one who has clothed himself with a cloud. He sits on a merciful seat, and the earth is his footstool. Thank you, God, for this opportunity you've given to me for your people who have gathered together to hear your word from your servants. Since the word is your own word, I want to commit myself into your hands that you just use me as an instrument for which your word will come. It's my prayer that the word which will come will meet the needs of everyone that is here. They will leave this place blessed than what they came in. Thank you, O oh God. Let your word come and let it work in the midst of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have been asked to preach or to speak on power for evangelism. Power for evangelism, there are two words. Probably I could have defined what evangelism is and defined what power is, and probably we lose for the day. Well, that will not be good enough. So we will want to go a little deeper into what it is. Power for evangelism. So let's begin with what is evangelism? Because I see that the church is doing a lot of evangelism. So what is it? What is evangelism? What you have been doing, what precisely you think you are doing. In simple words, we'll say that evangelism is the spread of the gospel. Evangelism is the spreading of the Christian gospel. And what is the Christian gospel? The gospel is the good news. That means it's the spreading of the Christian good news. To whom? To the whole world. That is, the evangelism is a universal. The word must go to everybody everywhere in the world. Now we see that there are few people who are here. There are more outsiders which have to hear the word. So the gospel is universal. That means it must be preached everywhere to everybody. So you could see that the tax is big. We haven't finished our work yet because there are more people outside who need to hear the word. And the tax is a command that we should go and then preach the word. So what then is power? I would just say power is a promised spiritual equipment 
for a worldwide campaign. The power to do the work is a promised spiritual equipment for the worldwide Now this was a promise that given by our Savior. So it comes a vehicle, spiritual equipment that we will need to do the work that He has given us to do. So I'm saying power in the context we are discussing is a promise, spiritual equipment a worldwide campaign. And evangelism is the spreading of the Christian gospel worldwide. I do a lot of scripture reading. I do not do interpretation of the word, but I just state what the word says. Back what I say. Now we have talked about two things. Evangelism. We said it's the spreading of the gospel. Everywhere is universal. The message is universal. So how then do we do this? There are three methods in which we are to do the spreading of the gospel. One is preaching. Two is testimony. Three, witness. Three methods. Preaching, testimony, and witnessing. This method is where the spiritual equipment is going to enable us to use this method to send the word out. To preach, to testify, and to witness. We'll have to go to scriptures and see one or two of them to make the instructions Effective. When we say that gospel is universal, we can see Matthew 24 14. We can also see Matthew 28 19, Mark 13 10. If you have your Bibles, you can look at them. Matthew 24, 14 says, and the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. That is Matthew 24, 14. Matthew 24, 14. And the gospel 
must first be preached to all nations. So the gospel, which is the good news, must first be preached to all nations. And if you look at Matthew 28, 19 speaks of the same thing. Mark 13, 10 also talks about the same thing. That the preaching must go into every nation. Everybody. That is one. I told you there are three methods of which the spreading of the gospel will take. One is preaching. One is testimony. Now, when we say testimony, it means you have experienced what you are talking about. First, you are preaching a message that has been given to you. And the second is that you are testifying of the message that you are telling your neighbor. What you yourself have gone through. Your experience is shared. It's another method of spreading the gospel. Now when we say this, we'll see a lot of scriptures that support this. When we look at the Samaritan woman, when he met Jesus at the well, and he had discussions with him, and when Jesus asked him, go and bring your husband, he told him, I don't have him. So he was speaking with him. The one we have is the fifth one we have. Then the woman realized that he was talking to somebody different. So she left the jar and went to the town and informed the people that I have met a man who told me whatever I did. So the people wanted to go and see who this man was. And they went and met Jesus. And after they have conversed with him, the people themselves said, not because of what you women have said, but what you have experienced. Testify. Telling your experience. Not only the rattling of the words of the preaching, but let the person see the experience you are going through and the The madman who was at the tomb, hurting himself and destroying himself, met Jesus, demon possessed. And when Jesus had cast out the demons, sent them into the swine and then were driven into the sea. And the man was healed, and when Jesus was going, the man said, Sir, I will go with you. And Jesus said, No. Go home. Show yourself, people. Show yourself to your people and tell them what you have experienced. Go and testify. There are a lot of testimonies that people can share. It is not a matter of standing to preach the word alone. 
That will bring the spreading of the gospel. That you have to testify the experience in yourself. By the third, witnessing. When somebody is a witness, he's telling of what he has seen or heard. So you should go and then witness. Jesus said, when the spirit that is talking about that becomes, he will testify of me. And you too have been with me in the beginning. So go. Now, having no three methods of spreading the gospel, then Jesus promise of the Holy Spirit. That I have planned it as a spiritual equipment. There are three things he talked about the Holy Spirit. First he said, when the Spirit comes, he will teach you the truth. Because it's called the spirit of truth. He will be with you to teach you all things. One. He will be with you to teach you all things. He will be in you to remind you of all things. Three. He will be upon you to give you power to do the great things that benefit He will be with you to teach you all things. So that you know what you have to go and preach. You will know what you have to say. Because the Spirit will be with you to do the teaching. Second, He will be in you to remind you. This is a good place. The equipment we are going to use to do the work is what I'm telling you. Being with you, being in you, and then being upon you. When he comes upon you, he will give you the power. Power for evangelism. It's the Holy Spirit that is giving this treatment. Being with you to teach you, being in you to remind you, being upon you to give you power. Probably we have to meet one of these speakers just to confirm what I'm saying. Look at John 14, 17, and 26. It says the spirit of truth, he will leave 
with you to teach you all things. And live in you to remind you of everything I have said to you. John 14, 17, 26. Three things I have spoken about. So that he will be with you to go and preach. And he will be upon you when he has given you the power and the ability and the boldness and the courage to go and speak. Beginning from Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. The power will be upon you to enable you to do the preaching in your Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in Judea. That is, you go beyond Jerusalem. And after that, you go to Samaria. All of them are Israel. Then you go to the utmost parts of the world. Because the message is universal for a worldwide campaign. So when the Spirit comes upon you, not only will it give you power, it will also give you courage to rebuke sin. When you look at Mark, Micah 3.8, it says, but as for the, as for me, I am filled with power with the spirit of the Lord and with justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel The boldness and the courage to rebuke sin. It's one of the works of the power when it comes up. When you look at Zachariah 4, 6, it said the power of the spirit is mightier than the person of Jesus. That is when the spirit comes upon you and let you do things that the body is strength cannot do. Zechariah 4, 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, but by power, but by spirit. Zerubbabel was one of the leaders of Israel when they came from when they were in exile. And then they started to build the temple. There were other people who were discouraging him. Nehemiah and the rest. But this is where the word of God came to Zerubbabel and told him it's not by might, nor by power, but by spirit. That what you are doing, it is not your strength which is doing. It's the spirit that is making you to do what you are doing. 
Therefore, when the Spirit comes upon us, it will overwhelm us. What our strength and our might cannot do, the Spirit helps to do it. Having the courage to rebuke sin, not depending on our strength and our might, but the Spirit of God Himself will do it on our behalf. Well, we'll look at Luke 4 14. Jesus, example of it, supreme example. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. News about him spread through the whole country. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, everybody got to hear of him. When we look at Acts 4, 33 also, the power of the Spirit enables us to speak. The power of the Holy Spirit, when it comes upon you, people will wonder where the strength this authority comes from the Holy Spirit. Acts 4.33 with great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace Reverend, I have given three methods for which we can spread the gospel. Note that the gospel that has been given to us is a universal work that we have to do. To everybody, everywhere. And Acts 17, 29, 30 says, Third time God has overlooked. And I'm calling all men everywhere. So among these three methods to preach the word and to testify, sharing your experience with others and witnessing the gospel to others. You are not alone. The Holy Spirit will be with you. And he'll be in you. And he'll be upon you. God, he has given all that is needed for the work to be done. Some of us have these things and still sitting down. Is the spirit in you? Is it with you teaching you? Not only being with you, but he will teach you all things. And he will be in you to remind you of all things. And he will be upon you to give you the strength. 
spread it. Maybe I should have asked, what is the message of the gospel? What are you going to say? We said the gospel. We said the good news. What does it entail? What does it mean? Let me go, what are you going to say? Let us look at the mission of Christ. What he himself claimed he was sent to this world to come and do. He said, God did not send me into this world to condemn it. But through me, that is why he was sent not to come and condemn the world, but through him who will receive salvation. When Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus and climb into the tree because of his height, Jesus reached there and looked at him. He saw Zacchaeus and said, Today I will be the Lord. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save. The lost. So the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I have come that you have life. And have it to the full. This was some of the mission that Jesus came. That Jesus has come not to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. He said he didn't come to come and destroy the law. All their prophets that he came to fulfill it. The message we are talking about is new life. Life that God has given to his only son. Anyone who believes in him will be saved. God has brought his son, his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him will not be condemned. God has overlooked the time past. 
calling all men everywhere to repent. Jesus says, God alone has life in himself. But God has granted him also life. It's a God alone who has life. The God has granted him the son also life. That is why he was those who were dead, he was healing them. When he went to the tomb and he looked at it, he said, God, there was no need for me to pray, but for the people to know that you have sent me, I am saying the guy must get up. In his son, that through him we might have life. It looks simple. Just as Moses raised the serpent, and those who were bitten by it should look at it. There were some who were reluctant. The message of life is here now. I have brought Jesus to you in a new form. As he is seeking to save those who are lost. He has come that he might have life and have it more abundantly. Maybe some of us are here. We haven't got it in the life which we are supposed to go and talk about. The chance is just the same. Like that of Adam and Eve. They give you opportunities. Just like it's been given to us today. We blame Adam for being disobedient to God. Adam, there were two trees that were mentioned to them. The tree of life and the one the knowledge of good and evil. Why didn't Adam go for the tree of life? Today I'm presenting to you the life. In Christ Jesus. It's the same thing. If you choose him, you have life. If you do not, you condemn yourself because you have not believed on the only begotten Son of God. The choice is yours. Now you can't blame Adam and Eve again because you have been given the opportunity like them. Yours is to accept or reject. If you are here and you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, the time is now. In the place is here. You can make it. Your choice is to death and life. Just the one you were given to Adam and Eve. Don't touch this. But he went for the very one who was actually Jesus. God had to cut the tree of life. Sending cherubims. Sending fire to protect us. But now. God has made life free for everybody. If you want to accept it, you accept Jesus Christ and you have life. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more Now, before we will be able to go and preach, we must have the message ourselves. We must experience it like. Nicodemus was wondering, hey, how can this be done? 
So we are telling you things on the earth and you do not believe. How can we tell you things of heaven and you will believe? The message is that I have brought you this evening. Choose Jesus Christ. Those who believe in him, they are saved. If you believe in his name, you are saved. If you confess your, with your mouth, We are ending our message. Power for evangelism has now been shown to you. Like it from the Holy Spirit that is coming to you in three forms. And the message is preached in three forms. Preaching. Testimony. The power is given for you to enable you to do that. Therefore, the power for evangelism is the Holy Spirit for us. Shall we pray? Father, we have given your word to your people. Now we have said it as you have commanded us to do. The life is your wish that all men may have life and have it more abundantly. If you are here today, you have not accepted Jesus as a person. You have not surrendered yourself to Christ. And today you want to do this. Jesus Let's raise Because we have to go and evangelize. And we have to send a message to the people. We are here and we do not have a message. And have not experienced it. So if you are here and you want to experience it. You want to accept Jesus as a person. And all that has been said. The life that you have it. Here, for one reason or the other, you think that evangelism is a work for only the pastors. It is not so now. He said, You have been with me from the beginning, so go and testify. You have been here hearing the word of God, so go and testify. Go and preach this. Go and do the preaching. For the word must be spoken to everywhere, to everybody. It's a universal message. I have no wish. The end will come when we have been able to do this work. How many have you been able to do this? The man was delivered from the from, from the demons were asked to go home. Go and show yourself to your people. Go. Have you been able to tell your people perhaps what the Lord has done for you? Can you testify? 
are you keeping it to yourself? If you now feel challenged, and you have to testify, you have the testimony to give. Through the testimony that you give, somebody Yes. your hands. Maybe sometimes we are doing it, but now you have forgotten that Father, we thank you. We bless you. We adore you and we magnify you. And we exalt you because thou alone art the only true God. Besides you, there's no other. For your word said, before you God, there were no other God form. And after you, there will be none. You could have made the heavens and the earth. Made man in your own image. Your word that has been preached, O oh God. Opportunity to do with your people who have heard this. Bless us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.